Hi, and welcome to episode 39 of Set Your Mind To It with Michaela Campbell. This is a podcast where I share personal advice, tips, and life experiences to help like-minded, ambitious young people set their mind to it and achieve their goals. So welcome back for another episode. It's been another fortnight, and it's been actually a pretty exciting fortnight. I've had a fair few people in my personal life actually tell me that they've been listening to the podcast and have found out about it through one means or another or actually started listening and like listening to a lot of episodes so if you're one of those people thank you and I really appreciate you taking the time to actually listen to some episodes it means the world to me uh, especially knowing that it's people that I interact with on the regular that are actually listening to these episodes it's really cool to actually get a bit of feedback like that so it's been a really fun to get that kind of feedback because with podcasts you don't often know who's listening and what kind of impact and what people's thoughts are on it so you're kind of going in blind with not a lot of feedback and just hoping that you're impacting people in the way that you want to be and providing useful information and yeah it's been really cool to get that feedback from people that I know and there's been a few different ideas that I was tossing up for what I should do for this week's episode and a common theme that was coming up for me was overwhelm. There's been a lot of things going on and overwhelm was the common theme of my past fortnight, except I thought about it a bit. And one, I've already done an episode way back, probably a year ago now, but on overwhelm, because let's be real, we all have periods of overwhelm. It's not like it's a one-off thing. So there is an episode on overwhelm, but I was thinking about it today in particular And I had a little realization only just recently, the reason behind the overwhelm or it's kind of going hand in hand and it's an episode that I've wanted to do for a while and I haven't done yet and that's decision fatigue. And so I thought I'd do this episode on dealing with decision fatigue because it's a concept that I heard about and I say her all the time because I think it's where I learned a lot of these tools and techniques. But from Sam Laura Brown, she had an episode on decision fatigue and it was a game changer for me when I heard about this and I even said to my housemate I was like have you heard about this concept because I'm sure like anything in the personal development world some people have heard of things and some people won't and so I'm always interested is this something that people just know is this a given or is this a concept that's foreign to some people because if it is then that's something I really want to share because the whole idea of this podcast was to share the little tips and experiences and like the little bits that I've picked up along the way from doing my own personal development and to share them because it was kind of a spot to collate all that information and share it with whoever wanted to tune in and listen so I was thinking about I was like decision fatigue actually that's probably going to be it's either the cause of my overwhelm because I have so much fatigue around all these decisions or the fatigue is causing overwhelm one it's like a vicious cycle one of them's causing the other So I was like, I'll talk about decision fatigue. And I had another idea as well for an episode, but that just was contributing to the decision fatigue. There was so many different areas of my life where I was giving myself too many different options of things I could do. I was thinking about doing an episode on cognitive dissonance. So it just came to me because it was another kind of common theme about struggling with two ideas and trying to reconcile them. But I think that'll be another episode. So That was the thought process behind today's episode. So with that in mind, let's jump straight on into it. So if you've heard of decision fatigue, 
hang with me here because I will, as always, share examples and stories. But first of all, for anyone who's not familiar with decision fatigue, I'm going to cover what it actually is. And I did a little read up as per usual to kind of, it's like doing a little revision session each time I do a podcast episode because I'm talking about topics that I've already learned and previously had experience with in my life but it's revising them in terms of hey how do I define this and how do I teach people because I have heard that the best indicator that you understand something is when you can teach it to someone simply and they understand it easily so going back and revising it to be like yep that's how I'd explain it simply is kind of what I did for this one so the little points that I jotted down about decision fatigue if you're not familiar with it is that it's the idea that after making many decisions, your ability to make decisions over the course of the day becomes worse. So when I think about decision fatigue, I always think about it in the space of a day from the time that I wake up to the time that I go to sleep. I haven't really heard about it spoken about in the context of over a week or month. It does tend to be in the space of a day. I would be open to hearing arguments that it's not, but that's how I think of it. So that's kind of the context that I'll speak to it in this episode. I also jotted down, and this really resonated with me today, that it's this deep sense of weariness. So I'll go into like these signs and symptoms, I guess, of it if you like, in a second. But the main thing with decision fatigue that is super, super important to note is that it applies to all decisions. So it's not like a bigger decision means bigger fatigue. And I think this is a really good analogy is to think of your decision fatigue like a battery. So you wake up in the morning, like your phone, your battery for your decision fatigue is also fully charged from the night's rest, hopefully, if you've had a good night's rest. And that'll um, we'll talk about that at the end of the episode in terms of how to deal with your decision fatigue. But let's assume hopefully you've woken up with 100% in your battery and then throughout the day, no matter how big or how small a decision, your battery is going to run out based on the number of decisions you make. If it's a more complex decision and there's like lots of little decisions to make one big decision, then that's going to deplete it quicker because there's lots of little decisions. But things like what am I going to wear? What am I going to eat? Are going to equally deplete it as having to make lots of little decisions to make an important decision, if that makes sense. So that was one thing that when I learned it, I could implement to then use that strategically to organize my day and the night before and try to utilize that battery, I guess, if you will, in the best way that I could to optimize my day. Because that's kind of what a lot of personal development is about, optimizing your day, optimizing yourself and finding the best version of you and the best way to do things. So this really fits into all of that personal development world quite nicely, I think. So let's jump into the examples and signs. And I think the best way to kind of explain this is to tell you why I've been feeling this decision fatigue. It gives you a bit of context. I think it's always way more relatable when you hear someone else speak about it, right? So I've had quite a few things happening. It's been a good period. There's just a lot going on. So one of my housemates is moving out in a share house with two other girls, but that has meant a lot's had to change and there's been a lot of decisions. One of them, which is quite a big decision, which requires a lot of little decisions along the way, is getting a new housemate, picking a person to live with. Not a small decision, 
lots of vetting and lots of decisions about who to message back and I'll go through the whole process I guess but like choosing where to find a housemate where to post that what to say what photos to share who to come and let look at the house decisions about whether you like a person or not enough to live with them there's a lot of decisions involved with finding someone to live with so there's been that and then to expand on that we've also had to find furniture because the housemate who's moving out taking all of her furniture which has meant we've now got to furnish most of the house besides our bedrooms which is fine but decisions like I've really wanted to create a space that feels really homely and cozy so yeah you can make decisions and get stuff that you don't love and not really make it such a complex or important decision and maybe it wouldn't deplete the battery as much because there wouldn't be as many little decisions required to will this work with this but me being me (laughs) I've made it my mission to be a little interior designer to try and make this house the home that I've envisaged now that we actually get to choose and piece together all these bits of furniture so that's been my own personal little mission which is super fun but and I didn't realize until I guess kind of this afternoon the fatigue of I tend to I have called myself an indecisive person that's probably a bit more of the perfectionist in me coming out there like I want it to be perfect so I don't make a decision straight away and I'll talk to that indecisiveness in a second as well as part of this decision fatigue but I was finding I wasn't making decisions and so to give you the full story we had to get a fridge and a couch and a tv unit and a tv and a coffee table and a dining table and all the kitchen appliances and anything that you use in a kitchen from plates to knives and forks and you name it we needed to get it So I initially we hadn't even decided who was going to get what. So I delegated and that was helpful to take my decision off a few items. But I left myself with the items that required the most decision in terms of aesthetics. So choosing a couch, an entertainment unit, a coffee table and a dining table and the chairs to go with it and potentially some stools as well. All the aesthetic furniture basically. And me oh my, if you wanted to get decision fatigue try and do a whole living room like I don't know how they do it on the block all those reno shows their decision fatigue in addition to their actual physical sleep fatigue and mental fatigue their decision fatigue would be through the roof because I was tired just from trying to pick out some basic bits of furniture because I wanted it to all go together and I was trying to decide if this would go with that it was a whole thing and so today was the day that we actually Um, Well, to give you the full timeline, we had a few housemates come and look at our house. So we were in the process of messaging, meeting people and then deciding as we met people who we liked. So that was part of the decision fatigue of last night. And I don't normally think that the decision fatigue runs into the next day. But then this morning it was kind of a flow. And so yesterday looking at couches and looking at all these bits of furniture trying to get it all organized for this coming week to have it all ready in like five or six days time finally got a couch but then this morning trying to organize that meant that and this is all done on like a variety of platforms like trying to be a real hustler like looking at marketplace and like you know where you can get a bargain or versus looking at cheap online 
websites of Kmart and all the different furniture stores. So looking at all of that and then it was, okay, decided on the couch. Now, how am I going to get it? Then I had to get a trailer. Okay, which trailer am I going to get? Where are we going to get it from? What time are we going to get it? All these decisions and finally we got the couch. It's amazing. Absolutely love it. We've done great. But then it was the decisions of, okay, what goes with this couch? Oh, and I forgot, I need a desk as well. So finding all these matching bits and pieces, a hallway table as well. There's been a lot of furniture. So the decisions of trying to match that all together. And it got to, we got the couch in, had a bit of lunch. And I was like, oh my God, I hadn't done any exercise today. Sunday, I try and keep a rest day and just do an active recovery, which is just like a walk with Zeus. That's only my routine. Hadn't done any strenuous exercise. I'd let myself sleep in and I'd woken up without an alarm. And I'd actually initially, this was really cool, a little side tidbit for you, but I kind of got my routine to the point where I get up between 5.30 to 5.40 most mornings, if not an hour earlier for the few days that I do an early shift at work. I woke up naturally on a Sunday at 5.40. I was like, wow, thank you body clock. I appreciate the natural wake up as the sun was rising, but I only got to bed at 11 by the time we'd met our housemate and all those kind of things the night before. So I was physically knackered. So I let myself go back to bed, had an alarm, but I woke up before it. It was set for nine o'clock. So I woke up at quarter to nine. Naturally, I was like, great. I should feel really well rested. I've woken up naturally twice now. Second time was like almost a nap for another three hours after that five o'clock wake up. So all of that to basically say the cool bit was the natural waking up. That's new for me. I don't normally have a good body clock so that was really exciting but there is an episode if you want to figure out how to optimize your body clock just scroll it back a few um, because it does work (laughs) but basically all of that to say had a good night's sleep well rested no alcohol should have been fresh as a daisy no strenuous exercise like should have been fresh and by two o'clock came around I'd only been up since nine mind you I was wiped absolutely knackered I didn't have the energy to do anything today I've had this massive to-do list as well. Like I've gotten to the point of overwhelm. This was going to be one of my tips for an overwhelm episode is just get a bit of paper out with you, keep it with you for like half an hour to an hour and write down every single to-do that comes into your head, get it down. So you're not constantly stressing, oh, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? And trying to remember it all because your brain can only hold seven plus or minus two items like thoughts or things in your mind, which means you can hold five to nine thoughts or things consciously at any one time and then you forget it (laughs) and you have to re-remember and pull it from your short-term memory so trying to hold a list of I think I had 20 plus things to do like the page was full I showed it to my sister and she was like oh my god what on earth I was like yeah welcome to my brain and my mind like these are all the things going around so that big list of to do was also decisions of what to do and when having all of those to-dos so that wasn't just around furniture and things it was just a lot of things I wanted to do from making all of those decisions around a potential housemate who to message to tell them sorry didn't get it what to say in a message to the person who does get it what to say to the people that didn't get it um, who to reach out to and try and get furniture from whether I should buy that or if I should buy something else extra like about shipping like all of the costs all going through my mind And I didn't realize, but it was what was causing me to be so, so, so tired. Like it felt like I'd done a big workout and 
you know, had a shit night's sleep. When I had none of those things, I was well rested. And that, long story short, is like the sign of your decision fatigue. So you've got to check in with yourself. It's going to be a sign of physical or mental fatigue, but that deep sense of weariness when I heard that as a description for decision fatigue, I was like, oh, that's a perfect way to sum it up because that was me to a T today and it was next level. I was like, okay, this is probably actually good content for an episode because I feel like I'm in the midst of peak decision fatigue, I guess. So when I was reading up about the kind of signs and symptoms of your decision fatigue, that was what I found. And then this was interesting and I hadn't really heard this before, so I thought I'd share it as well, but it's that there's two outcomes from being, they called it overstressed. So overstressed, overwhelmed, having too many decisions basically, is that either one, you'll be hasty and make risky decision-making or otherwise put, it's you'll go for what's easy. The second option is that there'll be decision avoidance and you'll just shut down. And that's basically what I found that I was doing. So a different website, I think, had this list of the four kind of signs that you'll either procrastinate be impulsive, use an avoidance strategy or indecision. And I found myself going between probably procrastination, found myself on TikTok and Instagram a few more times than I would like to admit. Just on my bed, I had this massive list and all these things I wanted to do and needed to do. And I'd be laying on my bed on my phone and being like, what am I doing? Like, I've got all these things to do rather than picking one easy thing. Like I had to just clean the bathroom that would have been an easy thing to tick off. I'm laying on my bed. Could put away my washing. Nope, laying on the bed. So that was a bit of procrastination because when you get to that point where you've got so much to decide between, sometimes you're just not making any decision, which then kind of ties into indecision. I feel like they're quite similar, really. Just not deciding. So I had so many tabs open of different furniture and been looking at it for days and days. Like that was the level of indecision and the point that the decisions had all kind of ramped up to this culmination of okay you need to make a decision now and I just hadn't so there was that indecision because I couldn't choose between all the options in front of me when you've got online shopping like even I find that when you're doing clothes shopping I just avoid online shopping and I think that's probably a little bit of that decision fatigue I hate having to decide between all of the things and some people won't relate to that they might love online shopping but for me, I just find all the options. It's the same as, I guess, in the shops. But when you're online, like the world is your oyster. There's so many things to choose from. So I was finding that with shopping for furniture online that I just wasn't deciding because I just was too overwhelmed by all of it. I was getting too fatigued thinking about it. And like the description says, your ability to make decisions over the course of the day gets worse. So the longer you think about it, the harder it is to make a decision. But then... I was also avoiding. I was just avoiding doing it. So that's also the same as your procrastination and indecision. But some people can just see, you could see that in an even further form of just being like, nope, I'm not going to do any of it. So rather than being indecisive, it's just deciding no. Like you need to pick out of those things and you just don't do it. You neglect that option completely. Um, the other flip side of that, and these kind of all fit back into those two categories, is that decision avoidance is those three and then that one of impulsivity. So 
you make a rash decision and I've definitely been guilty of like just making a really snap purchase being like yes look at me go I've made a quick decision and then absolutely regretting it because it's been impulsive because it's for what's like going for what's easy and then it's not what you actually really wanted in the end so those are the kind of signs and the outcomes from being in that state of decision fatigue so all well and good to know how to identify it and what to look out for but you're probably like all right tell me what do I do and that's where I've got the dealing with it and it kind of came down to I jotted down what I thought has helped for me the most and then I went through and looked at what the different websites and articles and things said and they all kind of came back under the same things they kind of had about seven different points of tips and tools that you can use and I kind of saw a common theme so the number one thing I think you've got to do actually there's a couple but really important is to prioritize and I call it like do the needle movers it's that idea of doing the things that will make the needle move like on the odometer the things that will make the needle move do them first because they'll make the biggest difference and also you want to do them when you're fresh so this idea is that your ability to make decisions it fatigues throughout the day you want to make the important decisions when you've got a fresh brain fresh decision making power so that you can make good decisions because what happens is you'll make bad decisions when you are in decision fatigue so you don't want to leave the ones that matter till the very very end of the day and do you know what I did (laughs) the kind of flow-on consequence of that decision fatigue was I did some of the easy jobs and then the most important one was probably doing a podcast so that I can release it tomorrow it's now nine o'clock at night and I'm only just recording it now because I let myself get overwhelmed and I'm sharing all this because I'm not perfect I'm in the midst of dealing with decision fatigue it's not like I've completely overcome it it's just there is some really good tips that you know you go through it and you learn and you know you might not learn on the first time you keep on relearning lessons and I definitely find that but that's just to say that I probably needed to prioritize and do this podcast first thing in the morning not at nine o'clock at night not to say that it won't still be a good episode hopefully like still once I get into the flow of it sharing the content easy easy that's being generous but you know you get in a flow but it was the deciding on a topic and the deciding to sit down and deciding what time to do it that was really really hard the longer I left it like I think I was on my bed for a solid probably half an hour hour just doing other things putting it off because I'd just hit that point of fatigue where I couldn't decide to just do it so the idea of this is prioritize the most important I would say in your morning this is a good little practice that I'm definitely trying to do a bit more of setting your intention of one to three things that you want to do for the day. The three things that are most important that are going to make the biggest impact if you get them done. Because often those three or one, two or three things that are most important to do are also easy not to do and to leave till the next day. They'll be the needle movers. It might be something like for your own personal development like those five minutes of meditation or mindfulness or five minutes of journaling or maybe it's that 10 or 20 or 30 minute walk or maybe it's that 30 minutes of exercise maybe it's working on your business for an hour those things that you could easily do but you could very easily not do but they'll make the biggest difference in your mental physical 
every sense of your well-being that we need to kind of prioritize and do them first as well like so prioritize and do them early and I think this has been a really good reminder and lesson for me to do the first important things early on or do the important things early on so that's the first tip and I've got two points here but I'm going to start with this one routine get yourself into a routine and it kind of can be summarized as automate automate all your habits and your routine everything that could be a decision each and every day I saw really or heard I remember just coming across this concept I might have heard someone speaking about it but how I think it was potentially I don't know I want to guess it was an interview with a Navy SEAL, Jocko. I don't know. I'm going to go with that. But he was being interviewed, I think, on the Lewis Howe podcast. And it was this idea of having this really strict discipline. And some people have been like, oh, well, how do you have this strict discipline? But the idea is that this really strict discipline that you can have like during the week or most days with most of your hours then allows you freedom in those other hours. If you're disciplined with all the basics of your routine, your exercise, your eating, your work. You make that discipline, you make it a habit, you make it automated, it's routine, you don't have to think about it. Therefore, there isn't decisions. If it's routine and habit, it's not a decision. Therefore, you're not using energy and you're not using or depleting that battery. Then you can use that energy to be creative in your other times, spontaneous, fun, and do all those things that you wouldn't have had the energy for if you're making constant decisions. So some people are like, oh, I don't like routine. It's so restrictive and I can't do anything that I want to do because it doesn't give me the freedom. But I'm a big, big, big believer and a big fan of routine because you can serve that energy for the things that actually do matter. Like you don't want to be wasting all your energy on, oh, what am I going to have for lunch today? What am I going to have for a snack today? Like I love meal prep, having the same things for like, lunch and dinner do not phase me have the same snacks like that stuff you want still variety from that nutritional point of view but I do like the consistency of not having to decide for meals saving that decision making power for things that matter like a podcast episode being creative and finding different ideas or having energy to go and hang out with my friends I don't want to be completely so tired physically and mentally because like that is a deep sense of awareness like can vouch for that if you get to this point of decision fatigue at the end of your day you won't want to do those fun things or it might be on the weekend so really big fan of automating so that you're not wasting decision energy on things that don't matter like lunch and what am I going to eat and what time am I going to work out or what am I going to wear and then this is what I've got as my next point and this is what I implemented like the most I reckon when I heard this episode so maybe you might implement something from this episode if it resonates with you but make little decisions the night before ever since hearing this I have pretty much without fail I think I now lay out my workout outfit the night before every time or if I'm not working out maybe you don't like working out first thing in the morning that's fine lay out your outfit for the day the night before that's something that doesn't require a lot of decision making power so you can do it at the end of the day when your battery is low that's fine but you don't want to be using your decision making battery when it's fresh first thing in the morning to pick out an outfit like that stuff does not matter it's not a needle mover you don't want to waste your precious fresh battery on an outfit so 
ever since hearing that kind of concept always outfit out the night before I've already done it I've got two outfits actually already laid out for tomorrow so it's just such a habit now I didn't even think about it I was putting my washing away chucked out gym gear like I put out my shoes the socks everything full outfits head to toe it's out and then my next outfit is the change of clothes into my work gear it's out already as well shoes everything so I think automating that doing that when one it's a uniform like that's probably not a very good example but you know sometimes with your if you're doing a workout you might want to have a matching fit like I like to match my top to my shoes for example have it kind of color coordinated that's not a big decision it's super easy to make so you can definitely do those kind of things the night before same with food maybe you've got a few options and maybe you don't do a big batch of meal prep the night before but maybe you could just decide on that night what you're going to have for lunch the next day so maybe you make your salad or sandwich or a wrap or like whatever it's going to be for lunch get it ready set it aside don't do it in the morning don't spend your morning deciding hmm what am I going to have for lunch do all those things the night before if you can one you're probably going to make better choices for your health because you're going to be making decisions the day before rather than once you're in the moment you're fatigued and you're like I'll just have whatever's convenient and easy and buy lunch that's not planned out and that kind of goes against the grain of saying that at the end of the day you'll be fatigued and make bad decisions or potentially worse decisions but in the concept of you're not going to be making a decision when you're also hungry and craving things like a few other factors there so anything I can't even think other examples the night before but anything that's part of your routine that you do in the morning that you could do at night the night before do it even getting like Sometimes if I'm feeling really organized, I'll get out, like if I have to be up really early, getting out things that I'll have for breakfast if I have to take them to work or getting out the coffee and all those kind of things. Like big fan of just automating it all, having it all ready to go the night before. And then these are some other dot points that I've jotted down that I kind of think after today are definitely really important. So rest, as I was kind of saying before, I did have a good night's sleep and it still didn't make any difference on my level of fatigue. I was still so tired, but it's worse if you haven't got enough sleep. So, you know, if you think about how cranky or tired or easily irritable you might be, easily annoyed when you haven't got enough sleep, think about that and then think, okay, you've woken up with only 75% battery. That's how I imagine it works in my head. If you haven't got a good night's sleep, haven't gone to bed early enough, you've gotten up early or late whatever time you get up doesn't really matter if you've gone to bed too late and you haven't got enough sleep depends on the person it can be different but if you know yourself you might know that you need six and a half you might need eight and a half there's different hours for different people but if you can figure out how much sleep you need make sure that you get the amount you need and so that you're waking up rested then you're waking up with 100% rather than like a 75% battery I think that's definitely helpful because even studying 100%, I went flat quick today, that's for sure. And then in terms of dealing with it, just checking in with how you're feeling. I think if I hadn't have let myself get to such a point of weariness, that would have been helpful. But that's kind of a little dot point there that's kind of easier said than done. It's helpful in hindsight, but sometimes when you check in and you are feeling low, some of these things you needed to probably have done earlier in the day. So it's probably okay it's a reflect on where you are currently and maybe reset and come up with a new game plan for the next day because you already hit the fatigue might be too hard to 
refresh the battery completely if you've already depleted it that day unless you have a nap maybe but this one I came across and I did think was helpful so in the context of me today with all my furniture shopping and housemate deliberations I got my housemate to help oh and the other thing I did was just to add to all of this decision fatigue an Instagram post where I had to pick like 10 different photos didn't have to but I wanted to I had lots of photos I wanted to share so I got help making decisions with my Instagram post from my housemate I also got help with um the furniture I was like what do you think of this because it's gonna be you know not just me that has to like it and obviously with a housemate that was definitely a joint decision but having someone to bounce off I have two kind of camps on this I guess there's one camp one part of me I guess that's like you should practice making decisions on your own it's really powerful to be able to make a decision without needing someone else because sometimes I think to myself am I just going to someone to avoid having to make a decision on my own am I that dependent on others but then there's another part of me that you know thinks that we should depend on others I remember reading a book that said there's three stages of kind of human connection there's dependence when you rely on someone there's independence when you don't rely on anyone and then the third stage which we should all aspire for is interdependence when we depend on each other and so I struggle sometimes with being independent wanting to not rely on anyone not wanting to be dependent not wanting to slip back to that state where you know I can't do anything on my own and I have to depend on someone else I get a bit fearful of being dependent on others which then I get confused with being interdependent with others and it's a fine line and you've got to learn your way back to or learn your way up to a state of interdependence it's kind of a goal to aspire to I think to be able to work with others and not be dependent on them but collaborate with them and that's where I think getting help making your decisions in an interdependent way like you're not fully dependent you're not being like you're not handing over the steering wheel to someone else not giving someone else the full power but in terms of your decisions you're enlisting a little bit of help to just go yep okay let's just make that decision like just giving you that little extra push like a little recharge like if we think of the battery analogy maybe it's like a little battery power pack is that what they're called you know the little ones that you plug into your phone that might be what getting helps like a little recharge it's not going to be the long-term solution at the end of the day you're still going to need to go recharge at the wall but in the interim that little boost up might be what gets you through and that other person can provide that so I think don't be afraid to get someone to help you make a decision it can be really helpful when you've got a lot to make and then there was two other things that I just wanted to share that I had read and that was to pace yourself so I probably in hindsight should have done this rather than going okay this weekend I'm going to do my whole to-do list from the past six months (laughs) I'm pretty sure I pulled out things that I've been meaning to do for that long like the list was ridiculous and I tried to do it in one weekend on the same weekend that there was already a lot of massive massive decisions in and of themselves I then chucked on all of the other possible to-dos which then I had to decide between all of them and they were competing priorities and I was trying to decide okay which one do I do next which one do I do next just added to it so the tip of pacing yourself in terms of how many decisions you have to make in a day very useful great in hindsight hoping if I share it now 
it might be more helpful to someone going forwards and they'll be able to implement that in a you know planned way rather than in a hindsight way and then the last one I think also good to know is give yourself binary decisions and I was thinking of this in the context of the furniture I was looking at in terms of like the biggest thing was once I had the couch I was like oh my gosh the entertainment units there's so many different tv units there were so many options I was so overwhelmed if I had have listed it down or narrowed it down to a yes or no binary decision this one yes or no this one yes or no or even just two it's either this one or this one this entertainment unit that's wooden or this one that's white yes no and then that's it it would have been a lot easier and there has been studies done on this and it's super interesting that humans when presented with choice we don't like having too much choice I forget what the exact study or example was but when given five I don't know if it was paint colors or some kind of colors or options if you're given about five the like nail polish colors something like that given not too many choices let's say it was five a person will be able to choose and be relatively happy I think that was the um deciding fact like how happy they were at the end of it with their choice if you give them five yep they'll be happy because they've been able to go yep don't like the other four if you give them 30 the person will not be able to decide and they also probably won't be happy with their choice which is so true you give me five entertainment units I probably could have chosen I had a thousand plus possibilities out there because of the internet I wasn't happy with any of them I kept on thinking umming and ahhing I was so overwhelmed I wasn't sure if I was happy with my end choice so I kept on staying in that state of indecision and I think that's true for anyone you give us too many options and we just freeze and we get overwhelmed and we get that decision fatigue the more we think about it the more fatigued we become the worse we become at making that decision and it just becomes a bit of an impending state of like doom around that one decision I guess or a bit of a vicious cycle either way you want to view it but basically limit yourself to the amount of options or the things that you consider if you can narrow it down to two things to make it a binary decision excellent or just limit yourself to a few options definitely very helpful I think the more websites I looked at the worse it got so that was one of the things I was like yes that is a great tip I'm going to share that one as well so those are my tips for dealing with decision fatigue I hope that this is helpful so a little review prioritize and do the needle movers first automate your habits and make your routine consistent automate everything that you can and then make the little decisions the insignificant things that don't matter so much the night before get them done when your battery is already flat it's not going to make a difference pick out that t-shirt the night before then make sure you've got enough rest check in with how you're feeling get help with making decisions pace yourself and narrow down your decisions I think if you do some of them if you do one of them it'll help the more of those little tips you implement the better it will be at managing your decision fatigue hopefully overcoming it and the great thing is this is more of a daily thing you get to hit the reset button with a good night's sleep sleep is honestly the cure-all for so many things so in saying that I'm going to sign off for this and go and get a good night's sleep myself because lord knows I need it but hopefully that this helps you with dealing with your decision fatigue I know it's been a good little refresher for myself 
and I'm definitely going to be pacing myself in the future um, because lesson learned the hard way. (laughs) But that's good. Learn a lesson, get to share it with you. So if you've enjoyed this episode, please don't be afraid to reach out. Let me know. I'm on Instagram. It's at Michaela Campbell, just as the name spelled in the show notes. If you have anything that you'd like to hear about in future episodes, please as well reach out. Let me know. I'm always interested to hear different ideas that you guys might like to hear about to kind of tie in with the whole theme of setting your mind to it and achieving your goals because that kind of encompasses all different areas of goals and life. So happy to chat about all things mindset related and, you know, anything that's going to help you achieve your optimal peak performance life. So reach out, let me know, love to hear from you. But thank you so much for listening. I'll chat to you guys next time. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,